Okay, people, it is day two of our Echo Chamber coverage on Final Girls Berlin. And we've got a, a number of shorts and another feature film. So let's get into it, shall we? Okay, people, so let us get into Envy, right? And this is what it says on the Final Girls website. It was almost hard to narrow this one down, as so many of the films we receive contain Envy-driven plot lines. From the campy to the heroine, these protagonists intensive coveting of their neighbors, friends, and siblings brings out the very worst in them. So it all starts off with red is the color of beauty. Okay, so it all gets Going with Red is the Color of Beauty. So this is the new film from Beck Kitsie, um, who writes and directs. Uh, yeah, it is produced by Katie Drake Bettner and Zach Flemings with David Moore and Dawn Banning more executive producing. The music is from Philip Chernik, Chernai, Chernyak, even. Uh, cinematography is Jake Moore. Uh, Chernyak also handles the editing. Um, Betna also takes care of the casting. It's uh, the production design is Christina Agostini Fitch. Costume design is Stacy Jansen. Um, hair and makeup is Lillian Hernandez. Sound, Jonathan Hall. The art department is Dennis Bernard and Jordan Anzagjat. Um, yeah. That's um, there's you know, there's always a, a ton of people that really do their thing on these, but we have a cast of three. So there is Jennifer, who is played by Stella Baker, uh, there is Cheryl, who is played by Grace Rex, and then there is Blair, played by Sydney White. Okay, and the gist of the film is this. Just before the mall closes, two women fight over a special necklace. Now, the, the thing is, we don't really get any names <laughs> in, in, the, in the piece, right? So it starts with a, a woman, um, blonde woman. She's standing in, um, in front of this display looking at items, and then this necklace catches her eye, and she's kind of transfixed, right, kind of transfixed, 
and you see him like picking it up, holding it to see does this does this suit my complexion? Does this work? And then out of nowhere, this girl appears, and she's just like, "What are you doing with my necklace?" Right? And now we get her say, "You don't even know what it does," which you do find intriguing. But it's just, you get the feeling as well that this new girl, she's been kicked out of the shop a few times because the uh, the sales rep doesn't seem happy. And she, we see her on the phone, so it might be the police, who knows. But, yeah, then the story goes, goes on from there when the woman leaves the shop. And I, I will say, right, I don't think anyone is expecting the thing that ends it, right? What we see happen, because that was a little like, ah, oh, interesting. Very interesting. You know, I wondered if it was like a transference kind of thing, um, but it wasn't. So, yeah, it, it's in, definitely intriguing. Only, I think it's five, six minutes long, so it's not crazy. But it, it, is, um, it is a fun little thing, right? I think it's, it's well shot. And you are just left intrigued, right? Because there are so many questions. Right, so many questions because I don't even like I can't say anything without spoiling it, but hey, it, it's definitely fun, it's definitely worth a look. So, uh, yeah, I would, um, yeah, if you get the opportunity, I would check it out. Right, red is the color of. Okay, so next might be my favorite in this block. It is Inch Thick Knee. Filmmaking is always just so captivating, right? Now, when you get those stories that play with the perception, that lead you into something only to completely, completely flip things and then just twist it in a way that just has you in awe. Now, that's hard to do sometimes with a full-length feature. So to do it in a short, that's skill. And, man, Anatasha Blakely has worked wonders with her new short, Inch Thick Knee Deep. So she directed and wrote this feature. She also produces along with Aaron Blakely and Jacob Sorling. The music is handled by Brian Murillo. A cinematography is Samuel Oot. It is edited by Tucker Morrison, and it is starring Blakely herself as Quinn, 
and Whitney Morgan Cox, who plays Adrian. And then there's Max, who is played by Jacob Sawling. So the gist of this film is this. The heat gets turned up on a seething exchange between two women. There is Quinn, a haughty daydreamer who is stewing over a heartbreaking situation with her soulmate, and Adrienne, the woman who's caught his eye. Once brought to a boiling point, neither woman will leave tea time without peeling back the masks they painted an inch feet, an inch thick, and revealing who they are in the face of bitterness. I have to say, I really like that synopsis, and it's written by Blakely. Right, usually these things are written by someone and they give away way too much. This, I feel that's perfect. I feel that's perfect. And it is, oh my gosh, this film. I have no clue what to accept, right? Expect you have these two women, right, sitting there having tea. And it's very intriguing because... It's hard to gauge at the beginning because it, 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 there's times it seems a bit quipped, right? And then it seems like it could be a little flirtatious. You know, we have the comment, um, what is it? I think Adrian says something on, oh, sorry, my mouth just ran away with me or something like that. And Quinn's like, I bet that's not all your mouth can do. And smiles, and you're like, hmm, is that reference to a kiss? Right, what, what are we doing here? And there seems this play of dominance, right? Adrian doesn't want sugar, Queen gives her sugar. And you're, you're, we're seeing this, but it's all about camera placement. Right, it's all about camera placement here, which is very intriguing, very intriguing. We also see maybe a slight different side of Quinn in the kitchen when um, she's looking at the ladybug, right? But it really turns on you when the camera shifts. When the camera shifts and things get revealed that do really just, whoa. You know what I mean? Because then you look at everything differently, everything differently. And when you start to play back this conversation, things, you know what I mean? jump out a little more at you and it's just like oh shit and so we're watching this film and we're just like okay where do we where do we go what's gonna happen and I think the other very intriguing thing again it's the way the camera moves right the way the camera moves so you have to use your imagination 
for what comes next. And I gotta say, it does make it even more intense because of that fact, right? Which is just like, yo. But the way these two actresses just give us these parts, it is because, you know, I feel with um, with Quinn, there is these real sharp shifts, real sharp shifts. But then the way it falls back, the way it all falls back is just like, oh, shit. And Adrian, you know, I think it's that, that mildness that catches you, you know, it, it really catches you. And that kind of um, quick wordplay, right? Quick wordplay, which then does make you think this is something else. But just, we then get these scenes at the end, which even after everything, I mean, I feel it does make you feel just a little bit like, oh, man, you know what I mean? Shit. Like, oh, man, this film is just, I really enjoyed it, people. I really did. Because you get this complete story just in the, um, you know, just in the face of this really short amount of time it's just over 17 minutes right and and we really get an impressive tale really do so people i i definitely recommend that you uh you know check out inch thick knee deep right um yeah i don't know Right, I don't know any other uh, release information, you know. But what I would say, follow, yeah, follow the cast, right? Keep an eye on their website because I'm sure that information will come. I'm sure it will come. And, you know, if I hear it, I'll let you know. Um, but, yeah, inch thick knee deep oh this is one you will not want to miss okay so our penultimate short is girls night in okay so people girls night in is the new film from Alison Roberts, right? It is, um, yeah, I, I mean, we, we are lacking a lot of information, unfortunately, for this one, you know? It is, uh, yeah, it's one of those things, right? A, a lot of these films, man, they don't have... Um, the full info, so it's hard to give everyone the credit, but essentially, this is the blurb on the Final Girls website, right, Girls Night In is a satirical horror short 
that was created based on the Bechnel test. The test examines works of fiction to see whether there are interactions between female characters that don't involve discussing a man, which of course begs the question, where is the most ridiculous place these two women could be fighting over some dude? So, um, yeah, it, it is actually, it is amusing because it's this ridiculous situation which you have to look at, you think, actually, this is very plausible, right? So we have um, these two girls and, you know, they're having a, a girl's night in, right? So one is waiting for a friend to arrive and there's a knock on the door. She thinks it's her friend, but her friend isn't quite there yet. So she goes, no one's at the door. Right now, you do have to beg to wonder who the fuck is leaving their door open like that, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, they then think someone's in the house, and it's just it becomes that thing where, where people are doing the things that just aren't irrational, but they kind of are when you look at it at that competitive, just stupid, asinine way. Because again, this is the thing, this is a joke, but we've seen people do crazier shit. And also, girls be fucking crazy sometimes, right? They can really turn on each other, you know? So this, it, it makes it a lot of sense. And... <laughs> you do like you feel bad for them, but you also feel, yeah, you dum dums. <laughs> so, uh, it is oh gosh, it's just under 10 minutes, right? Just under 10 minutes, and yeah, I, I think you will be chuckling. You will watch it, you will be chuckling. It is well put together right? It's well put together. The acting is decent, you know, good uh, camera work and all of that. So, people, I would say this is worth a look, right? Worth a look for sure. And if you go to uh, um, Roberto's website, she's got an, a number of things on there. So, uh, you know, it's worth checking out, people. It is definitely worth checking out. So, yeah, girls night in. What's going to happen? Do they get out? Who knows? Well, I know. <laughs> now you go check it out and have some fun. Okay, and the shorts end with murderers prefer blondes. <laughs> Okay, so the next one is kind of quirky. Is murderers prefer blondes? And this is written and directed by Mika Barunesha and Mary Neely. All right, it's only oh, just under five minutes, right? 
Uh, so the gist is two identical twins, one blonde and one brunette, live together in a small Brooklyn apartment. But one has a secret. The blonde twin's perfect boyfriend and life come crashing down before her eyes in a twisted series of events leading to absolute tragedy. Yeah, it is. It's odd, right? Because we have, um, I think it's Neely plays the twins right I, you know it's difficult because there is no imb d no yeah finding information on this is yeah there's not a lot so I, I think it's neely that plays the twins um and so we're cutting in between um and the boyfriend is uh played by Ah, someone that you wouldn't expect, right? It feels very much like an 80s B-movie kind of thing. One of those late-night features that you find on, you know, one of those odd channels. That's what it feels like. Uh, it's all right. It's not, you know, I, I, I get the idea it's being quirky it's being different um so because like in going for that it then makes it difficult to really see are they trying to play it you know to be completely absurd or is the acting just a little bit off you know what i mean so it's difficult but yeah, it's under five minutes, right? So you want to kill some time, you want to watch something just bizarre, then I think this might be the one for you, you know? Um, but don't expect a stellar story and, you know, cinematography and just all of that. If you just want some absurdity, then blondes prefer, kill murderers prefer blondes, yeah. That might very well be for you. Okay, so up next is our feature for the day. It is here before. Okay, people, so, you know what I mean? Hey, it's day two, and we have a new um, a new film on the schedule, and it is here before, right? So, this is written and directed by Stacey Gregg, and is actually her directorial debut. You know what I mean? Which is, I think, making your first feature. There's a lot. Right, you might have made countless short films, but it's a different transition, so it's always interesting to see what someone does with that. Uh, and yeah, this is uh Stacey's hearing her entry. It is produced by Julia Godzinskia and Sophie Vickers, 
um, Andrea Riseborough. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, it's just Sophie Vickers and Julia Goddard. Uh, cinematography is Chloe Thompson. It's edited by Brian Philip Davis. Music is from Adam Janota Bazuki. Uh, and our cast. Well, we have got Andrea Riseborough. She plays Laura. Her husband is Brendan, who's played by John Joe O'Neill. Uh, they've got a son called Taj, who's played by Louise McAskey. Their neighbours are Marie, played by Aline O'Higgins. Her husband, Chris, who's played by Martin McCain. And they've got a daughter called Megan, played by Nima Dornan. Um, yeah, and there's also Jesse Fraser Filer, who plays Ian. So the gist of the film is this. When a new family moves in next door to Laura and her family, their young daughter Megan quickly captivates her, stirring up painful memories of her own daughter Josie, who died several years previously. Before long, Laura's memories turn to obsession as Megan's unsettling behavior begins co to convince her of something supernatural. As Laura's determination to get to the bottom of it becomes all-consuming, her family begins to fracture, and the line between the extraordinary and the real becomes ever more obscured in this haunting story about a mother's love. Um, yeah, so this actually, it debuted at, um, you know, the 2021 South by Southeast. No, it's South by Southwest. That's it. South by Southwest Festival, right? And, you know what I mean? Like, they don't just give anyone a slot. You know what I mean? You've got to be a good film. And so watching this, right, it's like, it's interesting. You know what I mean? Because it's a, this indie film set in Northern Ireland, and, yeah, we just see, right, the, these neighbours move in, they've got a daughter, and you're, you're watching Laura kind of interact, and you kind of feel there's something here, but you're not quite sure. As the film goes on, we, we kind of learn that, yeah, they had a daughter, right? They had a daughter who died, and you're like, oh. Gosh, that's, I mean, that's rough, right? But we don't find out a lot about what happened when it, all of that. We, we get little tidbits of information throughout the film. And so we're, we're watching this thing and we're seeing, Harry, we're seeing Laura kind of, Start off being helpful, right? Being nice, 
But then it starts to get, well, it gets a little weird because we hear certain things get said and you're curious, right? You're very curious. And the big thing is, right, so Final Girls Berlin, it's a, a horror festival. But horror comes in so many guises, you know what I mean? There's so many things, which makes it mad interesting, because you can watch some films, you'd be like, oh man, I, you know what I mean? Because you thought it was a horror film, you thought it was going to be this thing, but it's something completely different, just as captivating, but it's its own animal. And this, it is a dealing with a different type of horror, right? Losing a child, I, I mean... I have not, but I can only imagine how heartbreaking that is, you know, especially in, if it happens in a certain manner, right, it's going to be heart-wrenching, but if it happens in a certain way, right, there's going to be so many what-ifs, right, so many how-could-we-haves, right, and you just think, how the fuck do you deal with that? You know, how do you deal with that? And we see them talk about therapy and the reluctance. And, you know, it's just like, I'm trying to cope with it in my own way. So we understand all of that. But things happen in the film. And you you kind of, we, we see this stuff unfold and develop and it's just like at times you're wondering what we're seeing right because there's kind of mm, clues I mean, not really clues, but there's uh, assumptions there, there's these things that make you wonder right, what the fuck, what, what's going down, right, what's going down, because these things get said more and more, like the, you know, and it's, it's weird, it's weird, but I think the emotion that you have for the first, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes, is just sadness, it is Oh, this deep-rooted sadness, because we're seeing how this tragedy is affecting Laura, right? And, and it's just, oh, it's kind of, it's, it's pretty horrendous, you know, to be honest, because, like, she's doing these things, but it's not, they're not crazy when you hear me pair them to what the fuck went down, right? You can completely understand, but you also look at it and be like, yo, this is going to destroy you, man. Like, this kind of shit is going to fuck you up, right? You can't, you know what I mean, live like this. This is crazy. So we're watching all of this unfold, and it's... Ooh, and we're seeing certain things, right? But the film 
you know, it it really ramps up. It really ramps up in the last half an hour. So this first, you know, like 45, you're captivated with what's going down, right? You're you're intrigued. You're like, oh, and you say it, it's hard to watch in the sense because it's sad. It's so fucking sad. And there's all these emotions and everything, right? But then, as I say, when it ramps up, right, it starts getting kind of trippy with imagery. There's this fucking kid song that plays at one bit. And, <laughs> right, the thing is, it's not a creepy song per se, but the placement of the song right, the way it's injected in, it's just like, oh, god damn, it's fucking unnerving, <laughs> it really is unnerving, and you're just like, yo, and now we're seeing stuff, and you're wondering, is this, like, a, a trip, like, what the fuck are we watching now? Right? So all of this is going down and certain actions are taking place. And then, oh shit, the conclusion of the film is insane. Right? I don't think anyone is, is watching here before and thinking, oh yeah, I know how this film is going to end. I don't think anyone knows how this felt because what happened? You were like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? You, it sends you through a fucking loop, man. It really does. And you're just, oh, it, it, it makes it even sadder. Right? It makes it even fucking sadder. This is a real fucking <laughs> emotional ride, people. It really is. And yet, it's horrifying. Right? It, it just how it unfolds and the story that is getting told. You know, I say Greg does this great job of like some of the shots. Just the things that really build up the tension, that really have you grip, because it's not a, you know, I mean, it's not an action-packed story here. This is just this everyday life situations that just mount and mount and mount. I mean, we get this tension and it's just some of these cuts, right, in between something gets said and it, boom, it cuts to this. And you're looking at the eyes of people and it, it just really revs things up, right? It keeps you engrossed. It keeps you drawn into, you know, Laura's life and everything that is unfolding. You know, it, it is handled extremely well. It really is handled extremely well, people. And yeah, I gotta say, if you get an opportunity, you know, if you get an opportunity to go see this, you need to go see this, right? You need to go see this. Now, I, I realize not everyone 
yeah, was in Berlin. <laughs> so everyone was in Berlin. So you, you missed out on that screening. But as soon as it drops, as soon as it drops everywhere else, which, um, you know, I believe it's coming kind of soon, right? So from what I can ascertain, it's dropping on the 11th of February in the States. I'm not quite sure about the UK yet. So, um, you know, as soon as we get that information, we will we'll drop it on you people. We'll add it to the website, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, if you get the opportunity, I think here before, boy, you need to watch this. Like, not only for this story... But just to see what Greg can do, because I, I definitely feel that, oh, she has shown a lot of skill here and we're going to see some big things from her. So, yeah, people here before. <laughs> Okay, people, so there you go. Another day of fun stuff from Final Girls Berlin. Now, I will say, right, there were a couple of other films in the Envy block. Okay, so you had um, Hanya, which is from Eva Munez. Um, it's a French film, but it, yeah, it, it, it was foreign, so I, I, I couldn't do that one, unfortunately. It was actually the longest film in the block, just under 30 minutes. And then there is um, Sister from Michaela Bruce. It's a Spanish film, but again, foreign subtitles, couldn't do it. That one's around 16 minutes. So, um, people, you know what I mean? If subtitles aren't an issue for you, there's those two films for you as well to enjoy. But, uh, yeah, that's it for today, our Friday. And um, we will be back tomorrow, of course, because the festival runs all the way to Sunday. So, Remember, go to the website and you can view the short films. You know what I mean? Um, some of them you can view from the director's website. So, you know, there is that as well. But, yeah, people, enjoy the content. Remember, there's talks and stuff on the Final Girls Berlin YouTube channel. So always go and check that out. And we will catch you tomorrow. And um, also, remember, there was two echo chambers this week. It was a double header. So go check that. All right. Until next time. Peace.